is a weird question to ask about myself, but have you ever listened to the Rise podcast and thought, man, I wish Rachel Hollis could be my business coach? <laughs> I don't know that anyone's ever thought that, but even if you didn't, you're about to get the chance. For the first time ever, we are launching a coaching series for small business owners, for medium business owners, for basically anyone who wants to understand how to grow their revenue, how to increase the number of clients that they have, how to do work that matters, how to get attention on social media, basically all the things that I have learned through Google, through books, and through podcasts over the last 10 years. Every single month, we'll sit down for two hours in a live session where you can ask me questions and where I will teach on a topic that I feel like is foundational for a small business owner. To find out more information, head over to thehollisco.com forward slash coaching. I have been dreaming of this day since I started a podcast. Seriously, years ago, I made a list of my dream guests on the podcast, and today I have the absolute honor of getting to interview John Maxwell. I'm really blessed in that John has become a real-life friend and an incredible mentor, and I'm so grateful today that he's going to share some of that wisdom with you. He has a new book out where we talk about leadership and what that means in 2019. We talk about personal development and how you create a plan for your life, and we also laugh a lot. I hope you enjoy my interview with the OG, John Maxwell. Welcome to the Rise Podcast. I'm Rachel Hollis, and I've built a multi-million dollar media company with a high school diploma and a Google search bar. Each week, we'll be sharing tangible, direct advice or inspiring interviews with the same intention. These are the tools to change your life. Hello, sir. I am so stinking excited to have you on my turf for once. I've, I've had the privilege of being on yours, but I'm really grateful for your time. I have been dreaming of this day for years. So it's a big deal to have you on the podcast. And I'm so grateful that, that you're willing to do it. Well, thanks, Rachel. And I'm so delighted to be with you also. And I can tell you when you were on my turf, you were awesome. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I mean, the response we received from you being with us was just off the charts. And I'm so grateful. I mean, really, we've begun a beautiful friendship and what you do for people and how you change lives and your message is so right on. And uh, to be with you today is always an honor. And I just got to say one more thing, Rachel. I, I've had a lot of people kind of do an intro and, and very seldom have had anybody ever call me sir and use the word, <laughs> hey, 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 and use the word stinking in the same phrase. <laughs> <laughs> sir, I am so stinking happy or proud, whatever. And I, I'm just cracking up. I'm saying, sir, and stinking. Only Rachel can get by with that kind of conversation. Yeah, I love it. That feels right. That feels right. <laughs> it just um, is right. It is right, lady. Yeah. You know, I'd love to talk about um, earlier in your career and then get to the new book if that feels all You're right. You're the boss. With you. I'm with you. Uh, Great. Uh, just because your earlier work is what has had such an incredible impact on my life and is often the, the tool that I give to people who are really just starting out in their personal development journey. Um, so 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth. 
is one of my favorite books of all time. And I would love it if you share a little bit about that with my audience and tell them how that came to be. I would be delighted to. Um, when people ask me, Rachel, what my favorite book is, I always tell them, well, it's the book I'm writing because I just always feel passionate about what I'm sharing with my audience, whether I'm speaking to them or writing in a book. And so uh, really, my, my favorite book is always what book am I writing on right now? And I'm, I'm loving it. In fact, I've often said, Rachel, that when I'm writing a book and it's no longer my favorite while I'm writing it, I'm going to quit writing because I've lost my edge. I've lost my passion. But if you really looked at me and said, okay, John, go back to the 82 books that you've written and just tell me, you know, what, what are in your top five? Without any question, the 15 laws of growth would be in the top five, probably would be in the top three. And I would say of all the books I've written, it's the most life-changing book. And here's why. The only guarantee that you and I or any of the listeners that we have today Rachel, the only guarantee that we have that tomorrow is going to get better is that we're growing today. It's the only guarantee. Mm -hmm. In other words, I'm today preparing my future by what I'm doing. And, and I tell people every day, every day you're either preparing or repairing. You're, 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 either, you're either, Rachel, you're trying to fix yesterday and go back and say, oh, crap, I wish I wouldn't have done that. Ah, God. <laughs> I've got to go fix that. You know what I'm saying? We're we're Absolutely. either we're we're either living today, repairing something we did yesterday, or because we're learning and growing and improving, we're preparing for our future. And our setup for tomorrow is being done right now. That's why my mentor John Wooden would say, "Make every day your masterpiece." And it was a powerful statement, and it taught me that you've got to make the very best use of today. So when I think of the 15 laws of growth. It allows people to have a, a game plan, to understand what those laws are and begin to practice those laws within, within their life. And my life was changed tremendously at 25 when Kirk Kampmeyer at breakfast at the Holiday Inn in Lancaster, Ohio, asked me what my plan for growth was. And I didn't have a plan for growth. In fact, I, Rachel, I didn't even know I was supposed to have a plan for growth. <laughs> I, I, mean, I think that most people don't. No, I, in fact, when he asked me that question, I, of course, I, I told him I didn't have one. It, it, truthfully, it never had it entered in my mind. And, and probably for the next six months, I asked all my friends, do you have a plan for growth? Do you have a plan for growth? Do you have a plan for growth? And, and I never had one friend said that I have one. And then it began to hit me that the reason that we are not getting better is because you have to be intentional in your growth. Growth is not automatic. It doesn't come, you know, getting older, that's automatic. <laughs> Dying, that's automatic. You don't need to read a book on death. You know, just one day you stop <laughs> breathing and it's over. So there's a lot of stuff that are automatic, but everything that is automatic, Rachel, is downhill. Ooh, you, you can coast, you can coast on automatic, but everything worthwhile is uphill. And to be uphill, you have to be intentional. And so therefore, it just, it was life, life changing me when I realized I need to help people become intentional in the area of personal growth. Because they're assuming that because they go to work, because they get back up, because they are, are, are every day living with their family or living community life and whatever, they're assuming that they're just getting better because they live. And you don't get better because you live. I know a lot of people, they're getting older, but they're not getting better. Yeah. And so, and so one last thought on that, 
I had, so I started growing. I, I got a plan for intentional growth at 26, okay? And, and every day I, I work this plan and I develop it in my life. And, and for years, I'm teaching leadership. I'm known for leadership, et cetera. But what's really happening is all the books I'm writing are a result not of me teaching leadership. They're a result of me growing and learning and improving and changing. And so 30 years later, 30 years later, all of a sudden I wake up at 3.15 in the morning and I just say, I've got to write a book on the laws of growth. I've been doing this and I'm not teaching people how to do it. And there are basic laws that if you just apply, you start growing. And I put my robe on and I went down to my uh, home office and I started writing down what I thought would be these laws of growth. And by noon, oh my gosh, what, eight, nine hours later, by noon, I had the laws of growth outline already done. Wow. And then I and then I wrote the book, and now uh, you know, oh, I don't know, but a million people later uh, they've read that book or whatever now maybe more, but 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 they continually come back and say, John, that book changed my life because now I know how to personally develop myself. And hey, one more thought, one more thought, the way you develop growth capacity is by growing. It's just like going to the gym with muscles and, and, and physical fitness. You, you, and, and so I'm 71 today, Rachel, and my capacity to grow is ridiculously off the charts. Or to use your phrase, it's stinking great. It really is. It's, just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's off the charts. And, and I'm 71. I'm thinking, I should not be as excited as I am at this age. I, I ought to be somehow you know, kind of on the downturn or, or, or kind of you know, t- you know, just taking a little bit. Of, and, and I'm not... I'm just so excited, and, and the, my companies are doing better, and, and I'm just, I've, I'm getting more ideas, and it's all because, it's all because I've developed tremendous growth capacity, and so every day I'm able to apply what I'm learning and, and, and pass it on to others and be a benefit, hopefully a blessing and value to other people, and so growth, personal growth and development has to be intentional. But I can tell you, it is the greatest, the greatest payoff you will have tomorrow is that you intentionally grow today. I love that. And I'm so grateful for it in my life, as well as having the opportunity and the tool to give to, to my online family here and share it with them. So, you know, I've thanked you personally for this book many times, but I just wanted to make sure that we talked about it on air because well, Rachel, it's such a good one. <laughs> you're, you're, Rachel, you're an example of it. I mean, yes. you're, you're just like, you know, test one, model one, uh, exhibit A uh, uh, of growth. When you look at where you were, where you are, and where you're going, and, and you're uh, just, uh, it's beautiful. You, in other words, you live this. This is who you are. Absolutely. I think, you know, what's so interesting about this idea is uh, growth is so good for you but doesn't always feel good while it's happening. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I think that's something that people get a little, um, maybe a little backward, uh, is the idea that this is going to be good for me, so it's going to feel good while it's going on. And I think what's interesting in my own life is the desire for personal growth and change is what has made me the woman I am, the mom, the wife, and the leader that I am, the ability to write, and all those things. But it doesn't necessarily get easier or more comfortable. Not at all. I'm, I'm so glad you... Yourself. That's such a valid point. And, and, and you know, again, what do I say? Everything worthwhile is uphill. Everything. 
I mean, if, if, if those listening to us today have a great relationship with their spouse or with their children, it's because they worked on that relationship. It didn't come easy. There were all kind of adjustments, mm-hmm. changes, compromises that had to happen. Everything worthwhile. Relationships, if you're building a business, you know, and a, you're an entrepreneur and you're starting off trying to work a career, it's uphill all the way. There's, when, so when people say, you know, what, 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 have you got a, 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 a secret to your success? I say, yes, it, you know, it's perseverance, it's hard work, it's consistency. It's uphill. And it's not up, uphill part of the way, Rachel. It's uphill all the way. So here's what happens. A long time ago, I, I realized there's a difference between people who win and people who don't win. And, and in my kind of caustic, sarcastic days, younger, I used to call them the difference between a winner and a whiner. You see, a whiner wants to feel good before they do something. And a winner wants to do something so they can feel good. And there's a world of difference between those two kinds of people. And if I'm waiting for, you know, something to just kind of motivate me or something to kind of like pick me up before I go do what I need to do, I'll never do it. it it's, it's an issue of I, if I do the right thing, I get the right response. If I do the wrong thing, I, 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 I get the wrong response. And so when it comes to your growth and to your development, uh, there, there's a, you know, because we're people of faith, there's a... There's a little scripture verse I take out of context all the time. And that is when I'm going through one of those difficult times and it's not easy and things aren't going my way. And I know that I'm, I'm in the game and I know that I'm, I'm on the right track, but it's just, I mean, it doesn't seem like I'm making any advancement. I have a, I use that little verse, the little phrase again, totally out of context. And that is this too shall pass. This will pass. It'll pass. Yeah. You know, this is not a good day for him. It's a rough day. Uh, I, I'm in some basic training here. I'm, I'm learning from some mistakes. I've, oops, oops, I've taken a couple steps, but, but this too will pass. It'll pass. Stay on track. Stay consistency because consistent, consistency compounds, Rachel. It compounds. Yeah. And when we consistently do the right thing, we, we someday reap some major, major reward for it. But it doesn't compound in the first week or the first month. And that's why people having the ability to stay in the game and stay with it are the ones who come out of the game as the big winners. And I know that's what no. you've done in your life, and I know that's what you want to for all of your all of your friends, all the people that you write to and and minister to and love and care about and and do these podcasts with. That's what you want for them, and I know that's that's what I love about you, Rachel. You you always put your people first. I love 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 that about you. You know, I don't know if I've ever told you this in the time that we've got to spend together, but I had seen you speak several years ago. And the one, I mean, I wrote down probably everything you said, but the one thing I wrote down and I underlined and I repeated to myself that entire year was consistency compounds. I said it over and over and over to myself because it was one of those light bulb things for me was you have to be consistent. You have to keep showing up. And I remember you standing on stage that day and you said, you'll keep doing something and you show up every day and it doesn't feel like anything's happening. And then all of the sudden you see this exponential growth That's right. that you hadn't seen before. And I, I mean, that was my mantra for a year. Uh, so I just loved hearing you say that right now. Cause I remember that moment and how important that, that line was for me. You know, Rachel, um, we, 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 we misunderstand success and recognition of success. So, so you take some, you know, some young lady who has just graduated from college. So she's going across the stage to get her diploma. 
for families waiting on the other side. They've got flowers. They've got gifts. They're going to go out and have dinner. They're going to party. And they're hugging her and kissing her and jumping up and down and taking pictures. And they're saying, congratulations, congratulations. You made it. You're a success. You're a college graduate. Let me tell you something. That young lady who got that diploma didn't become a success the day she got the diploma. She became a success the day she's decided to go to college. She became a success the day she decided to go to class. She became a success the day that she decided to study for the test. She became a success the day she said, I'll go to the second year of school. Every day she's in college on the right track, she's a success right now. It just shows up at the end. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley for the love of home. Debit card users, listen up. You've worked hard for your money. Now it's time to make it work even harder for you. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can get cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Earn on things like gas, groceries, and even that midday latte. And to top it off, there are no fees, period. Yep, that means you won't be charged fees on your checking account. Transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Yeah. And so when so people good. are... Oh, yeah. So when people are going through a difficult time and they say, crap, I'm, I'm not doing well today. You're doing very well. You're having a crappy day, but you're doing very well. You're already, you're already successful. But, but here's the point. All the success that she is doesn't get recognized unless she finishes. And so when I am having my difficult times, I focus on not what's happening to me, but what's going to happen for me if I stay the yeah. course. And it, yeah. having that long-range look really, I think, keeps us in the game sometimes. Man, I am, um, uh, as you're talking, I'm thinking, like, you are the, the king of these lines that always take my breath away. So you say these things, and I'm sure listeners right now are doing the same thing, where you're like, oh, dang, that was such a good one. Um, I'm thinking about... Um, the, the role that you've played for me in the time that I've gotten to know you personally. You've become uh, such a dear friend and mentor to me. And one of the things that we've talked about a lot is um, when, you're, when you're working so hard and you're trying to grow and you're working on something and you feel like you're getting beat up a little bit. You feel like uh, you know your success is maybe upsetting to other people and so you feel like you're getting attacked. And you have been such a source of comfort for me and in the times we've gotten to speak together, you know, I always take notes when I get to talk to you or anybody. And I'll tell you when I'm having hard times, I will go back and read the notes that I wrote 
from the last time we talked on the phone together. Uh, but I would love if you could share some of that with listeners, because I know that there are people right now listening who feel like they're getting kicked a little bit. I would be delighted to do that because, uh, here's what I want to, I want to say at the beginning of this, um, we get excited about our dream and, and I love people who have a dream. It's, it keeps everybody in the game. We, We love the dream. We love the dream, but, but the dream, we love it because it's free. You can sit around a table and dream about what you want to be someday, what you want to do someday, what you, what you want to accomplish in your life. And you just sit around and get so excited about that dream. And what I've learned is, uh, Rachel, the dream's free, but the journey isn't. Yeah. And, and the moment that I take a step into my dream, now all of a sudden, I, I've, I've told a person one time, I said, motion causes friction. As long, as long as I don't move, there's no friction. Everybody's happy. In fact, they're happy for me to tell them about their dream. But the moment that I start moving, there are forces that want to keep us from realizing our potential and our very best. And there is a price to pay for the dream. There's a, there's a process here that we need to go through. And, and so when people don't reach their dream, it's not because they don't have a valid dream. It's because they were unwilling to pay a price. I wrote a book several years ago called Put Your Dream to the Test. And and I had a life-changing conversation. I was speaking in Las Vegas at a convention, and I was out with some friends for dinner before I was going to speak that night, and I told them I was writing a book on how to put your dreams to the test. And, and one of the people at the table said to me, he said, John, I have realized the more valid reasons you have to achieve your dream, the higher the odds are that you will. And all of a sudden it hit me how true this is, that if I only have one reason to achieve my dream, maybe I want to be famous or whatever, I don't know what the reason is. If I only have one reason, when I start this journey, because it's uphill all the way and because there are a lot of difficulties and there are going to be people that uh, aren't going to take the trip with me and they're going to criticize me while I'm on it. If I only have one valid reason to achieve a dream, I'll drop out pretty quick. But what happens if I have seven or eight good reasons? to achieve this dream. Now I've got reasons to stay in the game and, 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 and to continue to go uphill. And one of the things I have I realized very quickly, when, when I started to move forward, I love this thought because it's so true. Average people want you to stay average, Rachel. Yep, yep. And, and so here's, what, here's the, the moment you say, I think I want to rise above average. This makes every average person nervous. They go, oh my gosh. He's going to leave me. She's going to leave me because I'm going to stay average and I'm not going to pay that price and I'm not going to go to that distance and I'm not going to turn the other cheek and I'm not going to walk the second mile. And and so basically they do their best to pull us back down. I had a friend up in New England uh, who was, okay, I started to say a crab hunter, but you can't be a crab hunter. You don't go out and shoot him. But <laughs> I, that's a stupid expression. But but he, okay, he, he got crabs, okay? He went along, he got crabs. He, he gathered crabs, okay? Whatever it is. He was a crab gatherer, whatever that is. Here, here's what I want you to know. He told me, he said, John, when I go out and get crabs, when I get two crabs, I don't even need a lid on my basket. 
And I looked up and yeah. said, well, now that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I mean, those crabs have claws. They can cr- climb right out of that basket. He said, no, no, you don't understand. When you put two crabs in a basket, one crab won't let the other crab crawl out. If, if, yep. if one crab starts, they'll reach up with that claw and pull them back down. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I know a whole bunch of people like crabs. I mean, yep. they're, they're always pulling you back down or, or saying it can't be done. Or, hey, they're running ahead of you and shutting the door. And if they got a yep. key, they're locking that sucker on you. And, 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 and they're basically saying, you're going to have to go through me, over me, around you. I, I'm going to stay in your way because I don't want you to achieve that success. And I'm talking today to a lot of people that you either have someone in your life that doesn't want you to rise above average or that you're facing something in your life where you're going to have to give a lot more effort, a lot more energy, a lot more thought into getting through it because it's a difficult time. And they, that, this part of the uphill journey, it's almost like straight uphill. And I just, I just want you to know that life is not easy and success is even more difficult. And so when people say, well, it's not, you know, life's kind of tough. I say, yes, but let me tell you when it's really tough is when you want to make something with your life. Now it's, now you've taken toughness to a whole new level. And then Rachel, if you want to be a leader, the hill just got steeper because now you not only need to climb the hill, but you need to encourage other people to climb the hill. I mean, it's one thing to have a tough life and do it on your own, but it's entirely different to have a tough life and you're helping other people go over these obstacles and over these mountains too. And so all of a sudden life begins to increase greater. So, so here's what I know. If you're going through a difficult time, if somebody's criticizing you, if somebody's trying to pull you down, they're that crab in the basket. Here's what I want you to know. That has nothing to do with the fact that you're doing something wrong. It has everything to do with your doing something right. Mm. And so therefore, every day, every day, did I say every day, I have adversity. Every day, I have people criticizing me right now while I'm on this podcast. Can I tell you something? I got somebody criticizing yes. me. I got somebody right now. I have somebody right now trying to explain away my success because little mm-hmm. people want to make you little. Have you, have you, Rachel, have you ever seen, um, I don't know, maybe you haven't, but there, if you go to Russia, there's a, the top souvenirs, and there's a name for it, and I'm not going to say it right, but it's, the, it's these Russian dolls. The nesting dolls. Yeah. yeah, okay, the nesting doll. That's it. That's it. The yeah, nesting. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. You got it. Well, you know what the nesting dolls is, is is that you look at one kind of Russian doll and you and then you open it up in the middle and there's another doll on the inside. And you say, Oh my gosh. And so you open up in the middle and there's another one and another one, another one. Until you may have, I don't know, a dozen of them. And the one thing that you know one thing that you know is that every time you open up, the next Russian doll is going to be smaller than the previous one. Mm-hmm. Most people, that's the way they live their life. And they want to make everybody around them a little bit smaller than them. And I learned a long time ago, big people make you feel bigger. And small mm-hmm. people make you feel smaller. Yeah. And so every good. time, every time I get somebody criticizing me. Uh, now, by the way, let me just say something. It stings. It hurts. 
I always object to these people who say, well, you know, just don't pay any attention to it. Well, hello, what are you, numb? Are you, you know, are you deaf? <laughs> are you dumb? Are you, I mean, yeah. what, uh, let me, let, what, what kind of issues do you have in your life? What do you mean don't pay attention to it? We all care about how people care about us. I mean, that, that, a person tells me, well, I really don't care what they think. I, I just, I have a hard time really believing they're authentic because I do care. And you know why I care? Because I care for people. And if you care for people, you care what they think. Because you, Rachel, spend your entire life trying to make people's life better. That's what you do. You try to add value to people every day. And when somebody doesn't mm-hmm. add value to you, you do, a, you, you do a turn. You go, whoa, I got whiplash here. What happened? I'm just trying to help people. That's my, that's the game I'm playing is I'm trying to help people, and obviously this person doesn't like it. I mean, it's kind of like if I robbed a bank, I know I would be criticized, but I'm not robbing a bank. I'm trying to help people. I'm trying to do the right thing. But here's what I've discovered, and I just want you to go to the, go to the bank on this, and here's what I know. I know this for sure. If you're really growing and helping people and developing your life and finding your purpose, and, and your God calling and reaching your potential, you will never have a day that you won't be criticized. You will never have a day that there's not someone who will want to take you and bring you back down in the basket. It's a fact of life. So I'm not calloused by it. I still care. But I'm also not distracted by it. And this is the key. Nehemiah said, I am building a wall. Yeah. I can't come down. I, I'm so sorry. And here's the key. If you're doing something so big, what the little people say won't distract you because you're so in love with the wall that you're building that you just yeah. say, I can't come down today. I'm building a wall. Yeah. Yeah. You've told me that story so many times and I have <laughs> gone and read the entire thing because you encouraged me to. That is one of the the lines that I wrote down from the last time that we spoke is you said, I'm always going to something. Absolutely. I'm never looking at back at where I came from. I'm always going to something. I'm focusing on what I'm building, not what once was. Oh, you got it. So you got helpful. it, girl. You got it. But, but I, 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 I just want to, two things. It does hurt. Yeah. And number two is it will never stop. Yeah. And I have to constantly keep those two things in front of me so that it allows me to stay in the game. Because at the moment it doesn't hurt, I'm going to lose the game because now I'm not going to care for people like I should. If yeah, I th- you're if, so th- right. Oh, yes, oh, yes. So you got to keep your heart warm. You, gotta, you, can't let, you can't let a cold. A cold heart doesn't change anybody. A cold heart doesn't help anyone. A callous life doesn't bring value to other people. So I've got to keep my heart warm even though it, it hurts. I, I can remember... I was hurt by a staff member when I was a very young pastor. I mean, I poured two and a half years into his life, and he was so gifted, and, and I loved him, and I just gave him 100%, and then he just just totally messed his life up. And, and I had to let him go, and, and I, it, was, it was awful. I, I, and and I, said, I, said, I said to myself, Rachel, I'm never going to let people get close to me again. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to hire them. I'm going to say, you got a job. I got a job. You do your job. I'll do my job. We'll meet at the Christmas party. And, and I'm going to, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going to have, I'm going to, I don't mean it's unkind, but I'm going to keep arm's length from you. I'm, I'm not going to get you close to me because I'm not going to let you hurt me because I've already been hurt and I don't want to be hurt again. And, and what I discovered six months later, Rachel, was the good news is no one was hurting me. The bad news is no one was close enough and caring for me to make a difference for me. Mm. And I decided at that day, 
I will live a life as a leader exposing myself to hurt. So I've got to keep tender. Now, I also have to know that while I have a tender heart, I have a tenacious spirit. It will never stop. The criticism never stops. You never get so good that all men and women bow before you and applaud you. Yeah. So get over that too. You're never going yes. to, you're, hey, you're never going to get that good. So when you keep those two, and I keep those two, I call them tensions, tensions of a leadership heart. When you keep those two tensions with you, that you will always get hurt because you're trying to help people and, and, and that it will never stop. It doesn't make you cynical now. It just makes you realistic. It makes me realistic. So when it happens, I say, okay, that happened today. And then what do I do? This too shall pass. Yeah. And I move on. So um, the, you know, your thing, if people are not already familiar with John Maxwell and all of the things that you've done and the books that you've written and your years as a, a speaker and a leader, leadership is your jam. Like I, you are the <laughs> foremost authority for those who are listening who are not familiar. I know we talked about growth and all sorts of other things, but leadership really is what you are most known for. Um, and your new book, which comes out today, uh, it'll, it, you know, we're going to play this tomorrow, which will be today, uh, <laughs> is leadership. And you've written books on leadership before many times. So what was the impetus for the new book? Why did you why did you want to take on this topic again? Okay, well, first of all, Rachel, the book is called Leadership. You're exactly right. But I, you just have to be careful with the words. You know what I'm saying? Yes, <laughs> I, yes, I do. Because, I mean, I've done leadership, okay? So people know me for leadership, yes. but now they're going to know me for leadership. And somebody told me, <laughs> said, there's only one more leader to go to, and that's leadership. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I told him, I said, that'll be my last book. <laughs> that, that'll be the last book. Hey, exactly. hey, that's the book, Rachel, that's the book where I take all the stupid things I've done and all the lessons that I've learned that are difficult as a leader, as a leader, and, and I'm going to write it, but I'm not going to let them publish it until I'm dead. Cause I don't, cause, there you go. But, so whenever you see the book Leadership, I'm a dead man, okay? Yes. I'm already dead. Yes. You say John's bad. <laughs> but this one, this one on leadership, I'll tell you what happened. A, a couple of years ago, I was getting ready to speak for a company, and, and we do pre-calls, and they told me that their theme was fast forward. And they asked me, they said, John, what's fast forward mean to you? And I said, well, fast means faster, and forward means shorter. And I went on to explain to them that in the pace that we live with social media and all the change that happens so quickly, it's never going to slow down. For the person who says, boy, I'm waiting for things to slow down so I can kind of make this decision, I look at them and I say, good luck. You know, the only time they're going to slow down is when you're dead. Okay, they're, so speed is, is go, so fast is faster, but forward is shorter. And, and what I mean by that is when I started off as a leader, I could have a 10-year you know, long-range plan, a five-year mid-range plan, and a, and a two-year short-range plan. Well, you couldn't have that today, gosh. A two-year, what well, used to be a short-range plan when I started off as a leader, is now at best a long-range plan, and that's probably about a year too long. And, and so forward is getting condensed. So forward shorter and fast is faster. And all of a sudden it hit me that if I'm going to help people go to the next leadership phase of their life, they're going to have to be agile. They're going to have to be adaptive. Uh, they're, going to, they're going to have to be quick to make changes, quick to make shifts in their life. Uh, when I started off as a leader, Rachel, if you saw more than others saw, you saw the big picture, you got to be the leader. 
you, you had you had you had the vision. Today, more has been replaced with before. And, and leaders today, they've got to see before others see, because the person that gets started first is the one's going to win the race. I am taking my four children away this weekend to go skiing. And I think if you're a parent like me, you understand how important it is to have a kitchen available to you when you have four kids, which is why Airbnb is always the place that I head to just make the vacation easier. And I have always used Airbnb as a place to stay, whether it was for work or family or a girl's weekend. But more and more, my friends are using Airbnb in a totally different way as a business, as a way to invest in property and earn money for it. While you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and it's a great way to earn some extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Almost every morning of my life, I have oatmeal. Seriously, during the winter, having something hot in the morning really makes a big difference in my day. Quaker has been a trusted name in oatmeal for over 145 years, which means they've been milling oats since before the invention of the zipper, the stop sign, or ballpoint pens. Quaker has something for everyone, whether it's old-fashioned or quick oats that are good for cooking or baking. And while a ton of things have changed, the good stuff remains the same. Quaker, getting up to some good since 1877. Look for Quaker Oats at your local grocery store. Guys, no two listeners of the show are exactly alike, which means that no two vacations you take are going to be exactly alike either. And if you're looking for a place that will serve all of you, Texas has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities that allow for an infinite number of different travel experiences. I love Texas so much, I moved my family there for five years. Because here's the deal, Texas has it all. Are you a beach person? We got you. If you love a rugged vacation, not my jam, but there's plenty of campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. My favorite part about Texas the food. It is the thing I miss the absolute most. Whether you love barbecue or Tex-Mex or just want to be in cities that take their food very seriously. You can enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. Visit TravelTexas.com slash get your own to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash get your own. To me, being healthy is really grounded in nutrition. Honestly, what I eat and what my kids eat is super important to how we live our lives. It's why I love a company like Thrive Market. 
because Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories. So when I go online and I use their on-site filters, I can figure out exactly my lifestyle needs and trust that what I'm getting from Thrive Market is what I want to take into my body. When you join Thrive Market, you're also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. You can join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash rach for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash rach thrivemarket.com slash rach. I was, I was having lunch with Gail Devers, who is the greatest female athlete, I think, in Olympic history for America. I think she won medals in three different Olympics, and she was getting ready with time trials to get into her fourth Olympic, and she was literally running races against girls that were young enough to be her daughter, and we were having a terrific dinner one night, and I told her at the end of dinner, I said, Gail, I said, I've been thinking about this all evening. I think that if you and I ran a 100-yard race, I said, I, I think I could win, and she looked at me. She was with her husband. She looked at her husband, and she said, did you hear this? And I could tell that I, I had put her in a total state of disbelief. And and then, she, of course, she looks at my Pillsbury, Pillsbury dough body, and she's going, oh, my gosh, this guy thinks he can win a race with me. And she's about ready to take off her high heels and go out in front of the restaurant and, and run a block with me. And then I said, Gail, Gail, I, I know I could win a 100-yard race with you if you gave me an 80-yard head start. And she, yeah, she did what you did. She starts laughing. Well, of course, yeah, here you are, head start. Now, now, Rachel, to be honest with you, I wanted to say 70 yards. I really did. I, I thought, <laughs> but, but I, you know, the more I thought about 70 yards, I thought, I, I, I'm not sure I could win that one. I'm not sure. I, she may be able to beat me uh, if I only have 30 and she's got 100. But I think on, if I get an 80-yard head start, I'm going to, and here's the whole point, very simple point. It's not how fast you are. It's when you get started that determines if you win the race. Mm -hmm. And it's very simple. Leader shift is all about getting started before others get started. Mm -hmm. If you see before others see, it is a distinct advantage. Now, what kind of shifts do you need to make? What kind of changes do you need to make? How agile do you need to be to get in front of the game so that you can win that game? And so what I did in the book is I talk about 11 shifts that I've had to make in my leadership life. And here's, here's why. People, especially when they're starting off in their leadership, changes kind of throw them. And they, they go, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm not sure what, what happened there. And I've got to adapt here. And, and, and what I've discovered a, a, about mentoring people is that if I can go before them and just kind of let them see how the road lays out, that when they come up to a time when they need to make a shift or a change in their leadership, it doesn't throw them because they say, well, you know, John said this was coming. He told me that I was going to have this curve right here. He told me that there was going to be this dip in the road. And so basically leadership is all about if you lead people, if you want to see before others see, and, and, and if you want to get started in the game first, let me just tell you about 11 shifts that you'll probably make sometime in your life. Not all of them now, but some of them right now. I promise you, every listener, when they begin to read this book, they'll find, oh, three, probably four shifts 
that they need to make right now. And, and what happens is the book gives you permission to make the shift. What happens is sometimes we hold up against change and we resist it a little bit because we aren't sure that that's really the way we should go unless we have somebody who's been there, done that, and been experienced with it saying, no, this is good. You want to come this way. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of being the John the Baptist. I'm going before you. This is a good turn. This is a good change for you. And so the book really helps, especially, I think, young leaders, Understand the big picture of leadership, which means that we're constantly shifting because opportunity comes to us in the moment. And my, my mentor, John Wooden, used to say, John, when opportunity comes, it's too late to prepare. Leadership is all about preparing you for when the opportunity comes that you can make that turn, that change, that shift in your life. So good. And you know what's so great? I think, too, I have this sort of insider knowledge that not everybody gets to have with you in that this is not just something you write about. And obviously, you're an incredible speaker. And so we know that you can speak on stage. And I mean, you could you could honestly tell us about anything. And I think we would most of us would listen. But to me, what is the true test of your excellence in this topic is I know your team. Yes. And you have one of the most incredible teams I have ever met in my years in business. I have ne- like everybody on your team is leader, every single person, <laughs> no matter what their job is. And there is a level of excellence at your company that I've never encountered before. Thank you. So, Rachel. N- yes. And not only is it, you know, this ability to write the words or tell the stories, but I know for a fact you're literally practicing what you preach because I've seen it manifest in the people who work with you. Yeah, all the time. In fact, we have in our companies, Rachel, and of course you know our people, so you, you can speak from experience. We, we have what I call a cycle of success. And this is going to be really good for our listeners because, again, we're thinking of making changes, making shifts, leadership. And the cycle of success never ends. It just It's a cycle. And, and we are always at one part of the cycle, hopefully going to the other part, and it works like this. Test, fail, learn, improve, re-enter. Mm-hmm. Test, fail, learn, improve, re-enter. Test, fail, learn, improve, re-enter. This cycle, Rachel, never stops, no matter how good you are. No matter how many companies you have, I think we just now we have seven companies. Doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter at all. This is a cycle that I go through in my life. This is a cycle that my companies go through. This is the cycle that my leaders go through. Because if if you really want to be on the edge, you've got to test. You you've got to go where other people haven't gone. You you've got to get into virgin territory. And, and so when you test. You're never certain it's going to come out the way you think it's going to come. You're, that's why hey, you're testing because you're not sure. You know they they call it, you know, a, 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 a trial and experience. And, and, and so you're testing, and you're you're so when I test, there's a, a a certain amount of failure I have. I mean, I could I could spend a long time talking to you about all the things we tried to do that didn't work out, or, and and that we thought were just wonderful, and and they weren't so wonderful after all. So you test and then you fail. But now here's here's huge. It, you don't count when you go to your failures. You you don't you don't count your losses, Rachel. You count your lessons. 
-hmm. And so, okay, we, this didn't work out like we thought. Now, here's the first question when you fail is not what happened, although that's the natural question. The first question you ask is, okay, what am I going to learn out of this? This, this, this failure has something to teach me. So we learn. Okay, okay, here's what we learned by the testing and the failure. Here's what we learned. Now, too many people, they go to the learning stage. By the way, this is in one of my chapters in, in the book, Leadership. We go through this learning stage, and sometimes people, they get, they're pleased with learning. They say, okay, I learned my lesson. No, no, no. Did you improve? The question is not what did I learn or what do I know. The question is what did I change? How did I get better? So improving is essential in this, in this cycle of success. I, I only learn so that I can improve, so I can make, hey, the shifts, so that I can make the change. And it's only when I improve and make the change that I reenter. Now I get back in the game again. I'm ready. Why? Why am I ready? Well, I'm ready because I tested, I failed, I learned, and I improved. Now I reenter. But when I reenter... I'm going to keep growing. And if I keep growing, I keep going. And if I keep going, I'm going to be in territory I've never been before. So it never stops. We, we are always out front as a leader. So it never stops. We're, you know, you'd think, well, you know, after a while, you get so experienced, John, that everything's clear. No, it isn't clear. Well, you'll get experienced to the place where everything comes easy. No, it doesn't come easy. Well, you're, you're so experienced, it'll come to a time when, when you get it quick. No, you don't get it quick. The, the, this cycle never stops. And that's why leader shifting is essential. If, if I'm unwilling to go through this cycle of testing, failing, learning, improving, reentering. And at one place I said, well, I don't want to fail anymore, so I'm not going to test anymore. Well, I just now disqualify myself. I've quit making those shifts. And so what I want everyone to understand is this cycle doesn't stop. So we have to keep changing and we keep shifting so that we can keep better. It strengthens our leadership, but it also sustains us and keeps us in the game because the moment I stop changing is the moment that I lose relevancy and authenticity and I stop growing, and that's the moment I'm out of the game. Oh, so good. Dang it. I want to talk to you forever, but I want to be really mindful of your time. You're very busy, and I'm sure you've got a lot to do as this book is launching today. Uh, the book is Leadership. And you should absolutely pick it up. But also, I feel like if they're going to pick that up and they haven't read 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth, they're going to go ahead and grab that too. Um, and if you guys are not familiar uh, with John already, please go find him on Facebook and Instagram and be inspired by all the things. Um, sir, yes. I'm so stinking excited. <laughs> Here we go. I, are we ending the way we started, lady? <laughs> well, that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. Well, no, I'm so... I'm I'm so grateful for the time. Oh, and thank I'm, you. Um, you are such a blessing in my life. You are such a gift from God in my life. And I don't say that lightly. And I'm just thrilled that listeners get to experience a little bit of what I've been blessed to experience with you um, behind the scenes. Rachel, uh, I want to thank you for our time together. And I would like to say a couple of things. One, of all, one is I love mentoring you. And it, it's not like mentoring. I love mentoring you. You are so receptive and you're so growing and you're so on the edge and you're so beautiful about your heart and, and your motives and what you want to do to help people. I love mentoring you. Number two, of all the people I mentor, and I, I mentor some pretty, pretty good heavyweights in my life, there is no one that I mentor that has greater potential than you. In fact, 
the thrill of me having a little bit of input into your life today is that it's going to compound ridiculously. It's going to not 10x, it's going to probably be a, a 1,000x as you as you continue to develop. I, it's going to be like the, there's going to be a day when I'm just a an old man, and right before I die, I'm going to say I love God, and I got to mentor Rachel. And I, 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 I just want you to know that. And, and I want, okay, I want one more thing. I want your listeners to understand that this lady really cares for you. She's extremely authentic. She's the real deal. But the way that she goes and the traveling and the, the journey that she's taken right now is an upward journey. And nothing pleases her more than for you to take that upward journey with her. So be more than a fan. I understand being a fan. I'm a fan. I could be the president of her. I could be the president of your fan club, Rachel. <laughs> but, 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 but listen to me, be more than a fan. Be a fellow traveler. Don't just watch her take this journey. You've got a journey to take. Take the journey with her. Both of you climb to a new level. Both of you discover new insights. Both of you add value to people more than you ever had before. So Rachel, I love you. I thank God for you and Dave and your family. And uh, just thanks for, for letting me be your friend because that's a real privilege. Oh. My gosh, thank you so much. I'm so, uh, I'm, I'm too emotional to do a good outro, but thank you so much for, for your words as always and the blessing of your time today. You're wonderful. <laughs> than just this podcast, which means that the next time you're on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube, be sure and type Rachel Hollis into the search bar and check out all the fun things we have going on on your favorite platform. Addiction plays hardball he would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost. It's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas, Register today at thisisils.org.